If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, guys? This is Kalo from the Get Comfy Podcast. And before we get into the next episode, I want to talk about the sponsor of the Get Comfy Podcast, and that's Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. If you don't believe me, let me explain. First of all, it's free. Second of all, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also do the hard work for you and distribute your podcast to platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's pretty much everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now, let's get into this episode. Three, three, two, one. You know what I feel like doing? What's that? I feel like kicking back, relaxing, getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Lowdown. I'm your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown, and I'm joined by my co-host. What's going on? It's your boy, Lil Sustain, as always. So, you always provide the entertainment side of things for the Get Comfy Lowdown and the Get Comfy Game Break, and recently, I was browsing the annals of Hulu. I decided, you know what? Time to... Time to get into the Hulu side of things and not Netflix for once. Okay. And I have been watching a show called Black Sales as per recommendation by my friend Shane. So shout out to you. Black Sales is awesome. Word. But I also came across a movie that I was pretty interested in. And that was Bumblebee. So ah. before we get into talking about that movie, we're here today to talk about movie movies that we thought were bad. Turned out they, they really were, weren't as bad as we thought. So I decided to watch Bumblebee for the first time. This is one with John Cena instead of Mark Wahlberg. And apparently this is kind of like a reboot, so to speak, of the Transformers universe because yeah. it has gone off the rails. I mean, last one, yeah. I, think there was, I think there was like dinosaurs and. Well, that's uh, pretty cool. It is robot. Like dinosaurs. They brought Grimlock in. That, yeah. That's dope. Yeah. See, like that, that stuff is cool, but like, they went off the rails a little bit towards, yeah. I think they were on five, I think. I could be wrong. I think so, yeah. So the Bumblebee movie was, it took place like the fall of Cybertron, you know, typical Transformers business. Yeah. Um, Bumblebee gets sent to Earth and, you know, it's again, it's finding a home for the Autobots, blah, blah, blah. So this movie in general wasn't a bad Transformers movie. I would say it's close to rivaling the very first Transformers, in my opinion. Hmm. Just for okay. the fact that it took a chance just focusing on Bumblebee. 
Like, yeah. There was no Optimus. I mean, he was in the movie for like a collective five minutes. Mm-hmm. There was no Megatron. There was Starscream for a little bit. But like the movie focused on Bumblebee and his origin. And it was pretty cool to see. Like it was a different approach from the Shia LaBeouf angle too, where, you know, that whole, oh, you found the map to the AllSpark, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like this movie was plain clean and cut it was a little more like a summer movie with like the the kid was working at like a carnival didn't have enough enough money for a car boom that's where bubble bee comes in he's really the car that she bought or she found at the scrapyard you know that typical thing yeah but i didn't have a high bar for this especially after transformers 5 Mm -hmm. but when i came out of this movie i was like wow like if this is what the Transformers movie are going to be going forward. I'm here for it. Yeah, so, I'm down. Yeah, I want to get your opinion. Are there any movies out there in the universe that you kind of thought were going to be bad, but turned out to be kind of all right? Um, I actually have three. Oh, boy. Coming with it. So, <laughs> the first one is actually um, uh, Shawshank Redemption. I don't, I don't know why. Movie. I, I just thought it was going to be like this uh, this boring tale of some dude that went to prison, um, you know, falsely accused. And it was just his, you know, his time being there. But it was, it's just a, the crazy twists and what he had to go through and shit like that. And it was, it was, a, it's one of my favorite movies now. And I, I don't know. I always thought that it was just this. I, I, I can't even explain it. I, I, my, my dad used to watch it all the time, and every time that he would put it on, he'd be like, "Oh, you want to come watch this with me?" I'd be like, "Nah." <laughs> and then I sat down. They had it on Netflix, and I watched it by myself. And I was like, "Damn, okay." It's like this is what we're working with. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty crazy. One of my favorite actors, Morgan Freeman, he's in it. He makes it that much better. And it, it was, it, it's, yeah, just one of my favorite movies to to date. I can definitely see that. Like, you never, it, and that's a good thing with, like, movies like these underrated movies. Mm-hmm. Or Shawshank, again, is not at least from what i hear an underrated movie it wasn't it wasn't underrated for anybody but me (laughs) (laughs) you were that one critic on the internet that was like nah not about it (laughs) yeah (laughs) but that's the good thing like especially with like netflix and hulu and all these streaming services you go into this movie and you're kind of like i don't know but you also pay the 12 bucks a month. So it's kind of like, well, it's technically free. Like, I, it. yeah, it's like, I got time. Might as well watch it. And yeah. that's what, that's what happens. Like you see a good movie now and you, you know more about it. You get a different opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a movie again that I saw, and this is going to sound funny, but Hey, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm going to combine the two because they're kind of the same deal. Okay. Um, Again, both Disney movies. Moana was actually pretty dank. Not going to lie. I actually really messed with that movie. (sighs) And then a severely underrated Disney movie, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Okay. Yeah. I used to watch. I used to have a VHS tape of that. Dude, that movie is so like, it's so topical. Like it takes, it's such a commentary on things. Yeah. 
it's like all talking about gypsies and like you know people like are being shunned based on their belief Mm -hmm. and for a disney movie like that was heavy yeah That, that like that's like heavy topics to discuss meanwhile this is supposed to be a musical so like everyone's singing everyone's dancing but then they're talking about like religious exile and stuff like that Word. so it's like it it's serious subjects uh, again they did show a murder on uh tarzan clayton got murdered but no one talks about that true but you know again those two movies were underrated i thought moana was just was just going to be annoying i thought it was going to be like another frozen where it's like oh here goes disney trying to capitalize again we're going at it but <laughs> i messed with the rock in that movie i thought he was awesome yeah and then the overall movie in general i like i thought it was pretty fun yeah i, I moana is and that's one of my favorites i could watch that anytime and i like kind of justified watching it like my little cousin was over and like this is when disney plus first came out or i think the movie was on netflix at the time and i was like well i kind of want to watch this hey get over here kid let's watch this movie you want to watch moana i know you do so just let's just watch it right now so yeah moana and the hunchback of notre dame were some of the underrated movies that i watched recently how about you um i i wait a second i just had three and now i can only i'm only remembering shawshank um what the fuck I literally just went blank. You're blanking out on it? Yeah. Oh no. Well, I can also I can do Shit. another one in the meantime while you while you think about it here. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, <laughs> see, we're working, we're rolling with the punches here on the Get Comfy Lowdown. <laughs> but um a movie that I thought was pretty trash before I seen it, and I know there's a little bit of uh a little bit of backlash for it. Um so I'm trying to justify it. I'm trying to word it properly before before someone overreacts because I know someone's going to overreact with this. <laughs> All right. So akin to what we talked about in the last podcast with Batman and Michael Keaton, Suicide Squad. Now, yeah. now before people jump the gun here, I did not like Jared Leto's version of Joker. No. Nope. Did not. The absolute trash. Yep. The cops, see, you hear the cops are coming to get him right now for portraying the Joker like that. <laughs> so, I didn't know if you could hear that or not. So we witnessed there was a murder and they're like, let's send the cops after him and get the Joker. <laughs> so I did not like that. Will Smith playing Deadshot was pretty all right. Will mm-hmm. Smith can make any movie great. Yeah. Again, the live action Aladdin. I thought he was the best part of that movie. Um, but the thing I liked about Suicide Squad was the portrayal of El Diablo and then Harley Quinn. Yeah. Those are the two characters I thought, again, apparently everyone else liked it because Birds of Prey came out and Mm -hmm. she had her own solo movie. So I did like aspects of Suicide Squad that I thought I wouldn't. And to me, I thought it was the hot topic in Living Color here. Like, that's, that's what hot topic is about. And I was like, you know what? The story aspects for Harley Quinn were some of the best ones in that movie. And then El Diablo had a nice little arc in that movie too. Yeah. But again, they reboot the uh, Suicide Squad coming with James Gunn as the director. 
So okay. there's going to be a soft reboot there. I think they're keeping uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, and I think they're keeping someone else. I could be mistaken, but I know she's staying as Harley. That's which, good. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, they can always just, again, do the Men in Black kind of uh, mind wipe thing. But <laughs> did your movies come back to mind with what you were thinking about? Um, I mean, I, I have one that it wasn't in the original three. I don't know why I can't remember the original three. But I at first, um, I again, going back to the last podcast with the Batman and Superman, I I didn't think I was going to like the Man of Steel because since, you know, again, since Christopher Reeves, I haven't liked any Superman movies. It, they just weren't doing it for me. They uh, and apparently they weren't doing it for anyone else either. But <laughs> they, uh, I, I do think that they hit the ball with the Man of Steel, and it, it it really changed my it changed my mind of what the new DC could be. Yeah, that, see, that's the thing with again. People will say that the Batman effect took over that movie where it was dark or it was yep. too dark and it was gritty. Is that the movie where he snapped? Uh, what's his face? His neck. I could be mistaken. Uh, Zod. Yeah. He snapped yep. his neck. Like just, just right there out in public was just like, no, not today. <laughs> in front of a family. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like look at him. <laughs> but like that movie for what it was, was fine. Like I, I enjoyed it. Superman, I feel like, shouldn't be as dark as Batman. Yeah. I feel like there should be a time in which he can get dark. There could be inner turmoil. But make him, like, not fun, but not to be like, uh, what's his face? Uh, Shazam. Like, doesn't have to be like that movie. But, like, there's a lightheartedness when it comes to Superman, and that's the reason why he is Superman. Exactly. And you, of course being the resident expert would you <laughs> rather would you rather them for moving forward to any superman movies or anything along those lines would you rather them stay in this dark path of uh like batman-esque movies or would you rather them change the tone a little bit i don't know because like again one of my one of my favorite uh superman movies was with um superman 3 with Christopher Reeves and Richard Pryor and that was when Superman went evil like that was that was a pretty cool concept a good a good idea and i i thought it was interesting to see him fighting himself and everything like that to you know f- f- fighting the evil out of him or whatever and it, i i thought that was a a really good movie i, I of course love the other the first two also but um i i think it is it does show a side of Superman that we don't get to see a lot, and I think that's pretty cool. But with, um, I don't know. It, it's just, it's hard. You, you gotta, you gotta pick the right moments. I think with the Man of Steel when he snapped Zod's neck at the end, I think that was a pretty good choice because it was you know the last option and he had to make that hard decision you know it, it wasn't it wasn't what he wanted to do he was telling him it wasn't what he wanted to do but he had to do it in the end and it was it's just a side that you know uh, uh, it's a side of superheroes in general i think that we don't get to see a lot 
Yeah, and you know, I brought that up because we've seen the shift of what a movie's tone can do in mm -hmm. what they did with Thor. The first two movies were very stylistic to what Thor was. But then yep. you get to Thor Ragnarok and it's like a totally different animal. Like it's, yeah. it's like more like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's more fun. It has different colors. Like there's he, a lot that adds up. He did a whole in it. 180. It, it really, he really did. And people would argue that's what saved Thor as a character because I, it definitely did. Because Thor the Dark World was trash. One of yeah. the worst Marvel <laughs> movies out there. And, you know, seeing it go from that to Ragnarok mm -hmm. was an insane switch. It was also very fun. Like there was genuine laughs in that movie. Yeah. And, you know, again, that can argue as a movie that we thought was going to be bad, but turned out to be very good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just shows you that whenever you go into a movie to go into it with an open mind, I feel because it's can... not, it's not what you think is going to be good. It's, it's always the the little details that you think are just going to be stupid. And I think a lot of these Marvel heads weren't... I don't think they thought that Ragnarok was going to do as good as it did. I think they thought it was going to be taken as like a comedic movie, which it kind of was. But I think that was a good change, especially for Thor. Yeah, it really did help him. And again, thinking about, you know, movies... And especially looking back on movies I've seen before, watching Star Wars Episode Three again mm -hmm. with the context of now the Clone Wars animated series that came out, knowing the lineage of the next new trilogy. Yeah. I appreciate that movie more and more. I don't like Episode Two as much. I do like the era of the Clone Wars, but Episode Three, I... It's got to be one of my top favorite Star Wars movies just because of the story and the inner turmoil and Anakin. And, yeah. you know, I'm not going to think about the boy who said he hates sand because it's coarse and it gets <laughs> everywhere. But, you know, <laughs> but, you know, I think of episode three, Anakin, the turn to the dark side. And you've seen the shift happening. Yeah. And it was just worth the rewatch just to appreciate it even more. But that about does it here for the Get Comfy Lowdown. I hope you all enjoyed. This show goes live every Wednesday morning. We got the Get Comfy Game Break available every Friday morning. And then we got the Get Comfy Podcast available every Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms. But you know what? We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.